Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. You're tuned in to Newcastle Fast FM, and this is Understanding the Quran with Imam Walid. Assalamu alaikum, Imam Walid. How are you doing? Wa alaikum assalam warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. How are you doing, Hassan? Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. How's everything in Middlesbrough? Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Yeah, plodding along and uh, just hoping for things to get better and improve soon. Have you had any extra cases or anything like that for COVID-19? Well, we um, we have the extra restri restrictions imposed upon us as well as Newcastle, so we are in the same boat as the rest, the rest of the Northeast now. So, right. Inshallah, okay. Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah. All right. Okay. Alhamdulillah. I heard there was a, a, a breakout in a school and a university in Newcastle, in Thornbury University, and uh, yeah, more than seven hundred cases. Yeah. 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 So I, I heard they're even talking about refunding the, the student fees to the students. To be <laughs> uh, I don't think that's that's going to happen uh, unless they're going to cancel the whole year. Yeah, and they 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 will do that, but I don't think that's going to take place. Right. Right. Okay. Inshallah, we'll see what happens. Inshallah. So um, last week we did uh, Surah Ghashia, um, and this Surah Al-Fajr last week. Fajr, sorry. Um, and this week is Surah Al-Balad, which is the 90th uh, Surah from the Quran. Inshallah. Yep. Okay. So, Inshallah, without further ado, Sheikh, I'll put you on and then I'll see you after, Inshallah. Jazakallah. بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين وسيد الخلق أجمعين سيدنا ونبينا وحبيبنا وقدوتنا وإمامنا محمد صلى الله وسلم عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه ومن تبعهم بإحسان وصار على نهجهم إلى يوم الدين رب اشرح لي صدري ويسر لي أمري وحل عقدة من لساني يبقوا قولي أبريت والله سبحانه وتعالى تبعنا صور سكسس تكيب صور سيف وبروتكتد أنا أبريت والله سبحانه وتعالى تجيب استيابيتي تبي Amongst those ones who are successful in this life and the hereafter, and those ones who have the ability to open their hearts and minds and ponder upon the verses of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and be able to understand them. Surah Al-Balad is one of these surahs that again reminds us about a lot of things in our lives. The might of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the weakness of a human being, the connection as human being we should have with one another, and the reward and the punishment for the people in the hereafter. In the beginning of the surah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala started it with few oaths. The first one, لا أقسم بهذا البلد An affirmative of an oath. So لا here is not a deny, but it's an affirmative of an oath of al-balad. And Al-Balad we're talking about here, the city or the place was Mecca. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made an oath of Mecca for signifying it or glorifying Mecca and making sure the people understand the position in Mecca in their life and in the deen as a whole. And because how close Mecca was to the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And the Prophet, the Prophet Muhammad وسلم, you know, every now and then, he would look towards Mecca. He was yearning to go back to Mecca since he left it. And even when he was leaving Mecca, he stood in the outskirts of Mecca and he said, Wallahi la ahabbu ma 
by Allah, you are the most beloved lands to my heart. And if it wasn't for your people throwing me out of you, I wouldn't have left. Or forcing me out, I wouldn't have left. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said to Anta Hillum Bihad and I promise to Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that he will one day return back to Mecca as a conquering man. To bring Mecca under the hold of Islam and for the people of Mecca finally to accept the message of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. One thing we need to remind ourselves here with a lot of the surahs that we have gone through, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is making oaths with certain um, things that he has created. You know, he made an oath of the city of Mecca in here, Al-Balad. He made an oath of Al-Bajr. And the, the 10 days he made oaths with uh, other things. For us to understand that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can make an oath of whomever and whatever he wants because he's a creator. He created all of these things. And if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes an oath of something, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is giving it more emphasis and making us understand that there is an importance behind the oath and why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is mentioning whatever he's mentioning to us so we can ponder upon and think a little bit more deeply. But for us as human beings, as the servants of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we can only make oaths with the name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We can't associate anyone by making an oath. So I can't say an oath, you know, you know, by my children's life, for example, by my mother, and you know, by this, by that. You have to make an oath if you're gonna make an oath by the name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone. The Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has said, Man halafa bighayrillahi faqad akka fara'a wa ashraq. Akhrajah al-Tirmidhi wa qala hadith al-Hasan. Whomever makes an oath besides Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, meaning you made an oath with a name beside the name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you either have left Islam or have associated partners with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala committed shirk. So we have to be very, very careful. So if you make it an oath, you only use the name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And if you make an oath, make it for something important and something that you need to. Don't just keep saying it left, right and center as some people uses the name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in vain nowadays. They make an oath to sell or to buy and stuff like this. And that's haram. That is forbidden because that is not respecting the name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Not treating it in the way it should be treated. The following ayat, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made an oath. He made an oath with every parent and every child because the miracle of parenthood and childbirth and giving children is a miracle in itself. And who made that miracle? And who created the parents and who created the children? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then comes the answer of these oaths. Man was created at the highest level, the shape, the features. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to explain that a little bit more in the coming ayat about what gifts Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has gifted man. But man in himself are created to be a hard worker, a person who works hard, a person who goes through difficulties and through trials and turbulence, a person who has to be grateful, a person who has to earn his living, not a person who can just sit down and indulge on the, you know, the pleasures of this dunya without having to earn whatever they do. Some people do, and some people, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has blessed them with so much wealth in this dunya 
that uh, they, they don't have to do any work and any living. But in the end of the day, it all depends on how they use that wealth and how they use these blessings that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has blessed them with. If they use it to the benefit themselves and others, then alhamdulillah, if they don't, then they will be facing difficulties in the day of Qiyamah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us. We see people nowadays, subhanAllah, because of their strength, because of their wealth, because of their position in the society, their power, their might. They think that no one has any ability to do anything to them. They're so powerful. They have become invisible. In a way that no one can affect them, no one can harm them, no one can touch them. They are untouchable. But subhanAllah, we see what's happening nowadays around the world, across the whole globe, with this pandemic that's taking place. That a small virus that cannot be seen with the eye, even the most powerful of people across the globe has been infected by it. And that is in itself is a sign from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, don't overextend your own abilities because you don't know what your abilities are. Don't think too much of yourself. Because a small thing can sometimes weaken you as a human being and makes you, the invisibility that you have around you feel completely like a mirage, doesn't even exist. You know, you bring wealth and you have a lot of wealth and you destroy that wealth. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala used the word destruction. He didn't use the word spent. Why? Because the wealth was this is spent in the disobedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The wealth was spent in fulfillment of desires. That's why it's destroyed. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, a lot of wealth, destroyed a lot of wealth, destroyed it because you spent it in the disobedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, in fulfillment of desires rather than spending that wealth in the obedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, in things that will help others, in things that will benefit others, in things that will gain your reward as an individual, as a human being. Because if you do that, then you haven't destroyed your wealth, you actually invested it in the hereafter. That in the day that every single one of us need the investment and need the reward of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reminds us about the gifts that he has given to us that without him sometimes we feel lost. أَيَحْسَبُ أَلَّمْ يَرَهُ أَحَدٍ You know, doesn't he think that no one sees their spending, their wasting of money? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is watching. And there's something here we need to understand, and I mentioned this before, and I'm going to mention it again. وَذَكِّرْ فَإِنَّ الذِّكْرَةَ تَنْفَعُ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ And remind, because reminder is beneficial to the believers. When Jibreel alayhi salam came to the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and sat next to him and asked him about Islam, he said, Ya Muhammad, Islam. tell me about Islam. He said, and uh, he told him the five pillars of Islam, and tashad an la ilaha illallah, wa anna Muhammad al-Rasulullah, and tuqeem al-salah, tu'ti al-zakah, wa tsum al-Ramadan, wa tahujj al-bayt. You know, to, to testify that there is one word, they worship Allah, to establish your prayers, to pay your zakah, to pass the month of Ramadan, and to pay your hajj, to, to do your hajj. And then he said, Akhbirni anil iman, tell me about iman. So he told him the six pillars of iman. And then he said to him, Akhbirni anil ihsan, tell me about ihsan. He said, And these are the three principles of Tawadeen Islam, iman, ihsan. He said, ihsan. To worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as if you could see Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Knowing that you can't see Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, but Allah can see him. 
So when you're spending and wasting and destroying your wealth and fulfillment of desires that are temporary, temporary desires that do not exist, temporary desires that will not benefit anyone. And we need to think about where we're going with these. Are we benefiting ourselves? Are we benefiting others? Are we going to help ourselves? Are we going to help others? But if we fulfill our own desires early, then we are wasting. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is watching. So don't think if you even live behind the most fortified palaces, castles, whatever, and walls, that no one can see you? No. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can still see you. You know, wherever you are, or wherever you may be, if your time comes, the angel of death will come to you even if you are behind fortified walls and palaces. Haven't we created eyes for this man to see with? SubhanAllah, imagine these eyes that Allah has given to us and we use it to do what? To commit haram. And it is a gift from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to us. Imagine if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala decided to take these eyes away. How can we think? And look at the difficulty of some of the people around the world who do not have the ability to see. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless them and grant them aid and support and protect us from being in such position. But if you are in such position, imagine yourself. What would you do without your eyes? Where would you be? How can you live? But instead of using that gift that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given to us in pleasing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and doing some things that pleasures that makes us closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we do it to look at things that Allah has forbade. We do it to indulge in committing sins that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has forbade. Tongue and few lips to speak with, to eat with, to taste with. Smile with even the most compassionate of acts that a man can do, they use their lips with, or a woman can do. Imagine if you don't have your tongue, if you don't have your lips, what would you have done? What would you have done? Where would you be? But instead of being grateful and thankful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we use our lips to utter words and a tongue to utter words that angers Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We use our mouths to eat what Allah has forbade and drink what Allah has forbade. We use it to commit things and acts that angers Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we need to be very, very careful and think about our own actions. And we have guided them and showed them the two paths and they have given the choices. But instead of choosing the path of guidance, they chose the path of disobedience. May Allah protect us. We showed them the path. Either be going to be a grateful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or ungrateful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The following ayats, Imagine yourself, Aqaba here is an obstacle, a hill. A place where you need to exert a lot of energy to go past 
an obstacle that becomes hard. And how can you go past the obstacle? And what do you know about this obstacle? How can you go past it? How can you take yourself away from this dunya, from the difficulties of this dunya, from the hardship that you're going through in this dunya, and go past that obstacle, that difficult period, and you know the indulgement of this dunya, and go beyond it towards the hereafter? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us the answer. Fakku raqabah. Freeing uh, an enslaved person. Aw it'amun fi yawmin di masgaba. You know, it'amun fi yawmin di masgaba. You know, feeding in uh, a day where a person are so hungry and they've got nothing else and no one else to feed them. You feed them. An orphan who is close to you, a relative, or somebody that you know, somebody that you have a relationship with, or a poor person, so poor that they are dusted, they are just, you know, they have nowhere to go, they have no living, nothing, they're just rough sleeping to the point that the only, their bed is the sand and the dust and the ground. There is so many benefits of these acts that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has mentioned. Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu an, in the beginning of Islam, he used to free slaves who accepted Islam. And one of them was Bilal ibn Rabah radiallahu an, Amir ibn Fuhayra, Umm Ubais, Zunira, Wa Nahdiyya, Wa Bintaha, you know, her daughter, Ujariyat Bani Mu'ammal and the girl of Bani Mu'ammal and uh, this one specifically she used to be punished so much by Umar ibn Khattab radiallahu an uh, before he accepted Islam so she can return back to worshipping idols and Umar ibn Khattab radiallahu an he used to say to Abu Bakr Siddiq Sayyiduna wa a'taqa Sayyidana you know our uh, sir and he our master and he freed our master Bilal ibn Rabah so the Prophet Muhammad وسلم, even said in the Sahih al-Bukhari and Muslim the hadith narrated by Abu Rayyah whomever frees you know a slave free them from the enslavement Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will free a part of their body or every part of the other person's body that they have freed from the hellfire, even their private parts. Equal. Look at the level of reward that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave. And Abu Bakr Siddiq would spend a lot of wealth, a lot of his wealth. He was a businessman, he was a tradesman, a merchant. He would spend a lot of his wealth in freeing these slaves who accepted Islam to the point his father would say to him, my son, I see you spending your money freeing all these weak people. Why didn't you get some of the strong ones and free them so they become your support if you need them, especially during this difficult time? He said, oh, father, I'm doing it for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, not for anyone else. You know, feeding the food is one of the greatest things. The Prophet Muhammad said in the hadith, if you want to enter the Jannah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, in peace, then 
أَطْعِمُ الطَّعَامِ Feed the food to the poor and to the needy and to those people who need it. وَصِلُوا الْأَرْحَامِ You know, أَفْشُ السَّلَامِ uh, Spread the salam between amongst yourselves. أَطْعِمُ الطَّعَامِ Feed the food amongst yourselves. وَصِلُوا الْأَرْحَامِ And connect your relationships. Don't cut your uh, kingship between people who are related to you. وَصَلُّوا بِاللَّيْلِ وَالنَّاسُ And pray in the night while people are asleep تدخلوا الجنة بسلام تدخلوا الجنة بسلام you'll enter Jannah in peace so it's one of the acts of ibadah that elevates you as a person and grants you entrance into Jannah and wallahi we see this issue happening in a lot of cities across the globe where people are sleeping rough some of these people don't even have the money or the ability to buy any food and some of them even go hungry for days we see this issue happening in a lot of Muslim land as well across the globe where people are struggling because of either poverty or because of the wars that's taking place or because of the tyranny that's taking place in their lands where people are struggling and suffering and they need the help and support just to give them some food to, to give them the energy just to be able to support themselves and look after themselves but they can't because they don't have the, 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 the ability to do so. They need our help and they need our support and imagine the reward that you are going to be getting. The orphans, yatim and the maqraba. The orphans, بُعِثْتُ أَنَا وَكَافِرُ الْيَتِيمِ كَهَتَيْنِ فِي الْجَنَّةِ You know, I was sent me and the person who sponsors the orphan like this and the Prophet Muhammad pointed with those two fingers. Look at the gap between the two fingers. How close are they? The Prophet Muhammad took very care, very important care of the orphan situation. And it's one of the most important things in our deen to look after the orphans and support them and taking care of them. You know, they become so poor to the point that the sand in the ground is stuck to their body from the, the, the poverty that they're going through. And freeing a slave as well is something that a lot of people don't understand that enslavement doesn't have to be somebody who's owned by somebody else and they use them as a domestic slave. Somebody could be enslaved because of their debt that they are in. They find themselves trapped. If you have the ability to free somebody from that debt, then alhamdulillah, why not? You've earned a great reward from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because you freed that person and give him the ability to do more for their family and for the society that they live in. Somebody is enslaved because of a situation and circumstance that they find themselves in it without even their control. Give them the ability, help them, support them. Look after people. And this is what this deen is about. Is about that common support, love, care, compassion for one another. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, ثُمَّ كَانَ مِنَ الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا وَتَوَاصَوا بِالصَّبْرِ وَتَوَاصَوا بِالْمَرْحَمَةِ Those are truly, they will become amongst the believers. Fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, accept the command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, accept the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, وَإِنْتُبُ بِذَا وَتَوَاصَوا بِالصَّبْرِ They will advise each other to be patient. Why patience? Patience is so important that there is a gate in Jannah called the gate of the patient ones. Babu Sabirin, Babu Sab. Only the people who go through difficulty and be patient, those are the ones that are going to enter from that gate. Patience comes in three types. Sabru ala ta'atillah. Patience upon the ibadah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Sometimes you struggle, especially getting up for pleasure, you know, leaving your warm, bed, comfortable, 
bed and getting up and making your wudu sometime if your boiler's broken you can't get hot water and you have to make your wudu in cold water that difficult act but you are patient you're going through it why because you want to please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sabru an ma'siyatillah patience in avoiding the disobedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because sometimes sin can be very lucrative very enticing you just want to do it because it looks good it looks inviting but it's a sin and if you stop yourself and not do it not just you protected yourself from it but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would reward you as well for leaving it patience on what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has written for you to happen and sometimes we go through difficult situations without even you know, being in our control, we can't even control it. Like the loss of a loved one, you know, going through a difficult period in our lives. Be patient. Be patient. Accept the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Try to pray to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and try to improve your situation. And they advise each other to be merciful with one another. Looking after one another. Taking care of one another. Supporting one another. You know, Accepting one another, respecting one another. It doesn't matter who you are as a person. This is what Islam is about. It's mercy. And we have sent you as mercy to the whole of mankind. Those are the people who will be among on the right path, i.e. the ones who will be given the books in the right hand in the day of Qiyamah. May Allah makes us amongst them. وَالَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا بِآيَاتِنَا هُمْ أَصْحَابُ الْمَشْأَمَةِ And the ones who disbelieved in the verses of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, those are the people who will be receiving their hand or their books in the left hand. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us. عَلَيْهِمْ نَارًا مُؤْصَدَةِ They will receive the atonement of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with shafaya that will never go down or never go up. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect all of us and keep us all safe. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us the ability to be kind, merciful, and respectable of one another. And kind and merciful as well to those in our society who are less fortunate than ourselves and need our help. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us the ability to be able to help them and to support them. Jazakumullah khair. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Jazakumullah khair, Mamulir. Uh, alhamdulillah, that was um, really insightful, alhamdulillah. Um, well, yeah. So um, we haven't actually had any questions come through from the audience. Um, so um, there's nothing else from my side. I just want to remind everyone to please uh, like, share, follow, subscribe um, for um, all of the Understanding the Quran shows um, or the playlists all on our YouTube. Um, and there's uh, daily shows on Newcastle Fast FM that you can tune into, inshallah, as well. Um, yeah, Imam Walid, um, any final words from yourself? Um, just uh, for everybody, inshallah, to, uh, especially here in the UK, to keep safe, to keep um, themselves and their families safe, to look after each other, to support one another. If you know a neighbor or somebody who's going through this difficult uh, period of time for isolation, please check on them. You know, keep an eye on them. Uh, loneliness is a hidden killer. And a lot of people don't understand the danger of loneliness sometimes. 
and uh, isolation sometimes can be a very dangerous situation for a lot of people. It could be actually more dangerous than COVID itself. So I'm urging everyone, if you know somebody who's infected and they had to isolate, I'm not asking you to put yourself in harm way, but make an effort to get in touch with these people, try to check if they need anything, show them that you are around and you're available if they need any help, if they need any support, if they need any food. All of these things are a good practices of what a Muslim should be. And it's very important for every single one of us to be involved in that kind of work, to be active within our own communities, to help those people, to support them, your neighbors, the people who live across the road from you, even if you haven't been talking to them, even if you think they're very aggressive or angry people, but if you find out that they are going through it, you know, it's one of the things that uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in the Quran, idfa billatihi ahsanu sayyi'ah. You know, when somebody does something bad to you, return back that with a good deed. And you will find that the one that you have animosity with them, you become more than allies and, you know, have, a, you know, like a merciful relationship with one another. So sometimes doing a good deed is a way of softening the heart, of involving people, of, bringing that, of breaking barriers between people and bringing people together. So it's very important for every single one of us, inshallah, to try to check on these people who are either close to us or we know of that they have been infected and they're struggling um, to just to make sure that they are safe, they are looked after, they don't need anything, they have got everything that they need and inshallah may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us all the ability to do that and be, the, you know, like angels of mercy that our deen asks us to be, you know, be merciful, be active, show that mercy of Islam, try to break these myths that people are spreading about our deen with our own action, inshallah. And that's the best way and the best response to those negative stories about Muslims in the world. Inshallah. Jazakallah khair. So inshallah, next week, 8 p.m. Sunday. Inshallah. Inshallah. Okay. Jazakallah khair. Thank you very much for watching. Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Oh